Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Let's Drone Out. Tonight you're joined by my lovely darling wife. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm your host, Bright Until I Fly. And our guests tonight are um sorry, sir, but Cerebrus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the name of the uh dogs in Resident Evil. Or it could be uh Jack sir. Problems. <laughs> anyway, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone out there in, in uh, podcast land. <laughs> and we are joined by, as well by uh, Matt or Mini Rolls Rule. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and you guys have been uh, running, is it the Bird, uh, bird Racing? Birmingham yeah. International Race Days. Yeah, yeah. Birmingham International Race Day. Uh, about, ooh, well, we were on here, what, a month or so ago, where I gave you most of the background. But um, back then, I didn't have the super cool sticker oh, for the event. Oh, that is cool. I want to show you that. It's a bit blurry. Yeah, it's a little bit on the white side. There you go. Um, so Birmingham International Race Day, it was uh, basically put together um a few years ago there you go thanks uh sorting that one out um put together a few years ago uh by myself uh after spezzy lover one of the german pilots had finished flying against everyone in germany and wanted another challenge so decided to come over or challenge us to come over and race us so uh oh. we we put together a uh a race for him oh all right <laughs> And uh, he came over and he won because he's a, he's a quick pilot. Um, our UK pilot, Rory, uh, Rory Tooley, Rory RC, he came in second, which was great. I think Stefan Fisher came third. That was back in 2020, just before COVID kicked off. Um, and then pretty much every year since then, we've put on the uh, Birmingham International Race Day, where pilots from across the globe are invited um, to come to Birmingham and fly against other tiny whoop pilots. I was going to say, and, uh, is it just is it just whoops? Yeah, yeah, we just do whoops. Um, cool. So we we invite everyone to come over. We set up a course. We organise a big competition, uh, and this year was the biggest yet. We had uh, forty eight pilots, um, all come to the UK from uh, Poland, Latvia, Germany, Italy. Uh, we even had some guys claiming to be from Jamaica, although they, I I see, think, there's I a, they there's a Jamaica. I think one. they lived in the UK, but they uh, they had Jamaican heritage. But you know, we'll count that. It's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, they all came here to uh, to fly in our in our race, and uh, and yeah, and these these are the results up on screen because we've uh, we've had the race now. And that was what last weekend. Yeah, that was the weekend just gone, so 27th uh, and 28th of January. Oh, yeah, I can see that now. And are these all your sponsors? Yes, we had some incredible support this year. Like I say, biggest event yet. So we uh, we <laughs> moved out of uh, Dropshot, which we had last year, which was a which was a funky funky uh, venue, but a little bit on the uh, on the janky side when it came to plumbing. And we're in a proper venue now uh, in. Uh, in Millennium Point, which is a big sort of uh, exposition and conference center right in the center of uh, Birmingham uh, that also hosts the, uh, the Think Tank Science Museum. So they're really on board, like promoting uh, STEM subjects. So they were, when I came to them with this idea, they're like, yes, yeah, sounds great, but we're definitely going to have to talk to our health and safety guy about it. Because <laughs> um, obviously everyone goes a bit nuts when they talk about flying drones. <laughs> yeah. 
Inside. How the hell did but you manage were... to get Bobby RC? Yeah, they uh, um, super supportive, all of them. Um, but yeah, Hobby RC, uh, I got in touch with them uh, a couple of months. Oh, this must have been like September time. Um, and I was like, look, there are two or three shops in the UK that support like Whoop and drone stuff. You are one of those shops, and I want one of you to be involved. Now, if you aren't involved, somebody else will be. So get on board. And they were like, yeah, cool, we're there, we'll support you. Um, and they put up a good, like, a really, like, decent prize package of, uh, of prizes. Let me let me drag up my list, actually, because the amount of sponsorship we had was incredible. Uh, where's my tracker? There it is. I was just uh, looking to see if there's any old school names on there, because there must be some <laughs> new pilots floating around. Yeah, so Hobby RC themselves uh, put up about £150 in, like, vouchers, uh, nice. which is incredibly generous of them. So really mm. thank them a lot for doing that. Um, altogether, we had about £2,500 worth of uh, prizes and over £350 in cash uh, up for grabs, because there were cash prizes this year. Sweet. Um so yeah, we had some we had some really really good uh, support from our sponsors. Uh, we had, uh, like you say, we had uh, Hobby RC on board, but our, our like gold sponsor for this year was Happy Model. Happy Model um, sent over a huge package of like flight controllers, receivers, motors, frames, props, like a whole bunch of them, um, and put up some of the uh, prize money as well. So they they really came through and. and really want to support the the local tiny whip scene which is which is really cool because obviously without that sort of level of support we can't put on these uh, grand events so mm-hmm. so that was good and then uh, so they were our gold sponsor we had uh tiny whoop mr jesse p himself um and we bleed fpv uh they were both our silver sponsors uh, so they had pride of place out on our track as well alongside um alongside happy model um jesse as you might have remembered, I was over last year, um, but he couldn't join us this year, unfortunately. Um, but we we had a good time. Uh, we were poking fun at him in the chat. He uh, popped in to say hi, which was nice. Nice. <laughs> I know he's super busy looking after little George, his little boy. Um, so that's he cool. Was, George was just about to be born, wasn't he? Yeah. Last oh. year, he had to run off really quickly from the event to get back to make sure he was there to catch the baby as it was born. Because <laughs> uh, it was that we've, close. We've flown with him, haven't we, Jack? It was a fair few years ago, but we, we've definitely flown mm-hmm. with Jesse or and met Jesse. That was, uh, I think that was probably six, maybe seven years ago, I reckon. Yeah, it was. Um, Where were we? London? Uh, come on. Comic Con, that was it. We'd done some kind oh, of cool. flying demo thing there years and years ago. But that such was cool. a, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, such a yeah, genuine, super, super yeah. cool guy. Yeah, it was fun to uh, to commentate with him last year. We were hoping we could get him back uh, this year, but it just didn't quite align. Stars didn't quite align. But I've, I have heard a rumor that he'll be back next year, so we will we'll see how that goes. So is it going to be held I'm in the same that, I'm place? pushing that rumour to put some social pressure on it. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be held the same place every year, like um, in Birmingham? Well, that's or... the thing. So uh, we, it, we had a really, really good event um, at Millennium Point, so much so that at one point the, the event coordinator came over with the guy, with the health and safety guy, um, to have a chat with me. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Um, yeah. but he literally came over and just like shook my hand and said, guys, you've got an amazing event, like super happy, all the prep you've done, all the risk assessments. I had to sign off on a lot, but it was all really good. Um, I mean, there was like stacks of parchment, uh, making up like these risk assessments and all the meetings and okay. stuff we went through. But, but yeah, so he was super happy and they, they seemed very keen to have us back. And, um, the other, the other thing that makes us likely to go back there is that, pretty much everyone had really good video on the day. Like we had almost no video complaints. Like there were one or two, but out of like 50 pilots having the occasional video thing is like unheard of. You'd usually expect a lot more like, yeah. video mm-hmm. issues. So we think it was a really good uh, venue. Speaking uh, of the venue, like, sir, what did you think about it? They, the way they treated us was really just so such a breath of fresh air 
you know, that's such a professional team. And they were obviously they were wary of us because you know they're a bunch of crazy guys with drones. Um, but Matt is um, absolutely brilliant at the paperwork side. Um, I think I, I we had something like six meetings with them, four face to face. So it was, it was a very corporate environment. But Matt and I both come in our day jobs from corporate environments, so we know how to to have those conversations. Um, and and they they trusted us, and we trusted them. We had a good relationship, but they were very much waiting to see what it was like. Yeah, and, I, I think they sort of expected me to hand them like the back of a fag packet with a few things like "don't crash into people" and yeah. like "don't set stuff on fire," and that would be about it. But no, That'd we we had to like, work to yeah. put on some like put together a decent. Response. <laughs> when, we, when we spoke to them, kind of at the back end, once we were you know packing up and we were out the door. Um, and, and we had a, a brief chat with them. There'll be a proper debrief coming. But they were like, wow, yeah, you, you did like everything you said and more, and it was amazing, and nobody died. At, like you said, they wouldn't die. <laughs> it was really cool. And um, please, would you come back next year? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were super happy to have us. I think also because it's a, like, a conference center, they get a lot of like dry people up on stage talking about dry subjects and to have someone come in and fly drones around was a bit of a brush of fresh air. <laughs> so how long did it take you to set up the um the area like with your gates and things like that? Because you were talking off stream about hanging stuff and yeah, so in the that was and... probably the most uh ambitious time frame part of the whole uh the whole event this is the bit of the event that people don't see right is the setup and yeah. the, uh, the prep and the background um but obviously you get go day and you're like right i've got to set up everything we need so we've got to like set out the pits set out the barriers put up the netting set up the live stream the var the track cameras the track itself um all of that had to go up in one evening um on the friday ready to literally come in the next day and just click go start racing Mm. Um, and we ended up quite over time. The the venue let us do it, and they were pretty supportive, and they sort of, you know, grim and bared it while we got on with it. But yeah, the one of the major elements this year, which is one of the reasons I really wanted to get into Millennium Point, and and again, they were they were happy to do it with us, is to put out a uh, sort of a set of gates out in space. And when I say in space, I mean. They've got a huge atrium, which is basement to fourth floor open, like a huge, huge area. Um, and we, I strung climbing rope across it and then set up like a, a pulley system to pull gates out right into the center of that atrium. So that nice. when you kind of came up the stairs, like with your whoop, like you do at home, you kind of go up the stairs, it's all like tight and twisty. You then go off the balcony and suddenly you're like, out into this expanse and shooting across, absolutely nailing these batteries at our top speed out into space. And it was an incredible, it was incredible to see on video how different it is to being in this like tight little environment going fast and then to still be going full throttle, but obviously with a huge area, it looks like you're hardly moving. And then approaching these gates and they're just like shooting past you. It was really cool. How many we had, were flying at the same time? Did you was it four up, six up? What, what yeah, we had the, we had four uh, whoops up at time. It seems to be the best, the most reliable number of whoops you can get in the air at any one time. Indoors is always a challenge with uh, mm. with the video, um, but we had we had good video, but we had four four whoops up at once just to try to try and not push it too far. We want to make sure we had a reliable like to get through fifty pilots. It was hard work as it was without video issues if we had bad video issues it would have been a freaking nightmare and what sort of race length what, what you know what was a lap and how many laps did they do yeah so i part of the joy of doing the event is i get to set track um so we had a lot of features on there and the i was aiming that uh the plan was get the track set up fly it take some dvr and then send it out to all the pilots that's what i would love to have done ideally but we ended up about two hours overdue to leave the uh, to uh, finish putting up, setting up on the Friday. And I didn't have a chance to fly the track, which was really annoying because I still haven't flown any of my tracks. <laughs> um, but I do, I do it a lot, you know, our regular. But I would have liked to have flown this one just to get the idea to fly. But um, 
we set up the track, uh, got it all up and running, and it ended up, I, I was figuring if I could get the track to be about 45 seconds long on my like first pack, then that would be about right because I'm, I'm sort of mid-table, lower mid-table sort of pilot. And on my first, you know, on your uh, pack after pack, you'll get quicker, right? So if I can do yeah. a whole lap in about 45 seconds, then that means like fast guys will be doing that in like 20 seconds by the time they get like up quick. And the slow guys, okay, they might be doing a minute, but then that's enough. You know, you can get three minutes out of a whoop if you're being nice to it. Um, there you go. You just see in the video heading wow, out. Yeah. Nuts, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, we put a dive gate up there. Oh, I completely forgot to mention the dive gate. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> They let us hang this wooden structure off the side of their balcony um, above, like, four, four stories um, and then dive whoops through it. Like, just nuts. They were on board with everything we wanted to do, which was incredible. That is awesome. It's fine if um, that wood's made out of balsa. <laughs> um, it was, like, really, really thin, like, narrow-gauge, uh, uh, like, just timber. But it was, all, it was held up with so much string. Got it down. <laughs> a, a cursory glance at the timings I've got here that I can get to quickly say that the fastest lap was about a 29 second lap. 29. Yeah. So it ended up a little longer than I had planned. I think some of the slower pilots were doing like at a minute 10, a minute 20 a lap, which is a little bit longer than I had planned. But everyone seemed to enjoy the, enjoy the uh, track, which was good. Uh, ah, right, yeah, so this, so on the first day, on the Saturday, we did the qualifying, and then maybe if you swap to Serb's, uh, Serb's uh, screen, he'll be able to show you the actual one. This one was done in, like, planning stages. Um, but on the Saturday, we did qualifying, so everybody got eight attempts to set their fastest laps, um, and we did it in groups, so you'd have a set of pilots, you have 12 pilots go up in the morning and then a second group and a third group and then in the evening we'd have a fourth group of 12 pilots and that's how we got through all 48 qualifying and it meant that you got your batteries quite close together so you didn't have to wait around for like hours because a lot of pilots have mentioned to me that being able to do back-to-back -back batteries helps them get into the zone a bit better yeah. and produce better times do you guys find that I haven't raced for years, but yeah, when I was doing uh, five inch racing, it was uh, the sitting around killed me. You could you could do <laughs> two minute race and then sit around for an hour, hour and a half, and then you've yeah. only flown like five minutes. It's all you know, two minutes. It's a nightmare. But yeah. that that sounds good. What what are people running at the moment? Then are they running one S, two S, three S? What what's going on? So we we specced the whoops so that it would be one uh, S ducted sixty five mil whoops. You could run analog or digital VTXs. We didn't mind, um, and we had and we and mandated that you had to have LEDs on them so that it would be easy for like the spectators to spot the whoops. I was going to ask, did you have spectators? Yeah, we did. We had quite a lot, um, particularly when it came to the uh, the finals day. So on on finals day, everyone had done their qualifi qualifying and were set into three different brackets. So we had the hobbyist bracket, the advanced bracket, and the elite bracket. Um, and on the on finals day, we had like even in like the hobbyist bracket, people were like yelling and screaming like, "Come on, you can do it!" You know, people were really going for it because unlike other um, five inch or any other sort of like drone racing i have uh, my own unique format and how i run my finals <laughs> which bears which bears explaining because there are there is method in the madness um so for your guys looking at home this is the hobbyist final um and if you start on the left of the screen you'll see it says heat one heat two heat three yeah uh, heat four so we had um 16 pilots come into the hobbyist finals and they were all battling to find out whether they'd end up in you know what position they'll end up in. But because they want to reward like consistency and like good, good flying straight off the bat, um, you would have to, and you'd have to run your race or in the heats, you'd have to end up in the first or second position to move up to the upper semis. And if you're in the lower two positions, so third or fourth in your heat, you would move into the lower semis. And if you were in the lower semis, it would limit how high up you could score later on because you've lost a race. So, you know, you 
unfortunately, people that didn't lose a race or came higher up than you deserve to win, you deserve to go on higher. Um, and that's that's the the method in the madness is that you would have to, if you wanted to get into the one to four final, you have to win um, two races off the bat. You know, you'd have to come in the top two positions and two mm-hmm. races consecutively to get into that one to four final. And then you'd have to win your one to four final to find out if you're in first or second, third or fourth place. So, you know, there's a bit of madness in there that it doesn't line up with anybody other, any other ideas of, uh, yeah. of racing. It, but, it, also, it also means if you're running in second in your race, um, you, you don't necessarily need to push to, to overtake into first. If you can protect your second place, you're going through. And if, yeah. if you're in third, you need to push because you're in the drop. So that the yeah. bottom two drop, the, the upper two go up. Um, so it, it puts some interesting tactics into it and, and mm-hmm. how you run that race. And also it means that every single race means something. So even right off the bat, the first race you go into has an effect on where you're going to end up. You know, you can't, you can't take it easy. You've got to push right from the beginning. And that, that means that every single race has a meaning and every single race is worth putting a lot of effort into because this is it. This is the crunch time. You've got to produce. So it makes for some really compelling uh, watching and really compelling like flying, even in like hobbyist cars. There were some great uh, battles, particularly between... Uh, it was Idrisil versus uh, Thornbury, I think, in the 5-8 to eight final. Um, yeah. And yeah, was, uh, they uh, had an incredible battle going on to see who would end up in fifth place uh, or or uh, sixth place you know because then it really made a difference they'd work their yeah. way up to this like as high up the tree as they could get and then it was like right it's crunch time you've got to push and they really did and it was an incredible yeah. incredible flight. in fact they shared the victory in that final because that, it, they were literally side by side as they went into the crash gate um, yeah. um, we, we looked at the VAR playback um, we talked to the spotters. We looked at the the, the cameras that were on the the crash gate, and we're like, I, "Do you know what? I can't call that." So that so they were they were given a, a joint victory in that one. Nice. Yeah. The really amazing thing I that really struck me about all of the finals is applause. Yeah. At the, every single at one. the end of every round of every piece of the finals, applause broke out in the pits. Yeah. Like, People were, were so invested in it, and it was like so exciting. I had such fun. Like nobody, nobody held up an applaud banner. You know, like they just, <laughs> they just broke into applause at the at the end of yeah every round. It was so cool, I, really cool. That, that was something I really liked because uh, it it means that it means something to them, but also uh, it's the it's the community spirit of Tiny Whoop like coming out. Like everyone's here to race and go as fast as possible, right? But people yeah. were helping each other in the pits, like sort out their whoops, like fixing things, borrowing each other's like cameras the night before because they like nap them up, uh, like practicing and stuff. I'm so amazed how many whoops we didn't destroy after a five-story yeah. drop onto a concrete floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some whoops went literally from ceiling level at the fourth story down into the basement onto concrete. A couple died, but like most of them, a lot of people crashed. Uh, I was say, quite game. hard to pull out with a one S battery <laughs> yeah. from a dive, I should think. Probably take and some, floors. some batteries. Some batteries got abused beyond uh, beyond their life. <laughs> get trying to get round. <laughs> so, how did the public get to know that it was there? Was could they pass through? Because it was like it was a weekend, wasn't it? So people were walking past. Yeah. yeah so Millennium or... Point. Millennium Point is quite open. They have like a main thoroughfare through. Um, and anybody who was walking through would see whoops shooting out from the platform, going through these gates up in air and then coming back down, shooting back into the platform area uh, where we had the majority of the track. Um, so they were like stopping and going, oh, what, what the hell's going on here? What, what's, what, um, yeah, and they were like, yeah, so several people came over and uh, came into the race area to have a look what was going on, which was wicked. Yeah. But um, in addition to just having the whoop racing there. Um, I'm trying to create like this sort of weekend vibe where you can come along, bring your like Christmas presents or come along and just try out a bit of FPV, try out a bit of drone racing. So we had the guys from drone soccer there who had a um, line of sight uh, drones, but they're inside a ball. So oh, and yeah. then the ball, 
And then there's like five-a-side football but going on, but with drones, and you deliberately crash into each other. Now, we all know you don't crash a drone. Like, that's the last thing you want to do, right? But in these things, they've got these bumper cages around, and you literally try and knock each other out of the air. Um, so they had their whole setup there, and people would be able to turn up, give it a go, like smash these drones around, have a real good time. And the pilots would go down there as well, break, and be like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Apparently, some of them were pretty good. So they might be trying out for the UK drone soccer team, which would be wicked. Oh, I've never, I've not heard of that before. That's interesting. No, you should get them. I don't know if you, you should get them on Let's Drone Out because they, they're really interesting uh, chaps and they've got some good stories from uh, from Korea where the where the whole drone soccer thing started. Um, well, they did they did their first ever interview on camera at uh, at Bird. Yeah. So. We dragged so, them up on the live stream, <laughs> put the camera in their faces and be like, right, go. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was good fun. I never got on yeah, with whoops. But it was a, year, a few years ago when we were flying them, wasn't it, Jack? Yeah. They're, uh, they're much, I think they're much better now. They're brushless. They look it. Yeah, they do look. They oh, look hey, Barrett. <laughs> yeah, you got, you uh, get Barrett. some love. Do you want to read that out? Barrett in the, in the chat. Barrett, where is he? There, him. Uh, he was the guy uh, filming the uh, the tour around uh, Millennium Point you just saw. Um, oh, and then Viking, one of the guys uh, down from Cornwall, or up, should I say, from Cornwall. Uh, I don't know how he managed it, but he ended up not having any whoops on the day of the finals. And he'd done pretty well. Um, so I was like, look, I'm, I'm not using my whoop. It's in my bag with all my stuff. Just kind of crack on with that. And uh, he ended up, what position did he come in? I can't remember now. It's on the Look, list somewhere. I think he got to the finals, didn't he? Yeah, he got through to, to the finals. He won some prizes, which was great. Um, so that was really cool. And he wouldn't have been able to take part if like, I hadn't just given him my drone. But that, it's not just me that does that. You know, like Other people were helping out with parts, like helping tuning stuff. And this is, this is the great thing about Tiny Whoops. It's like, yeah, they are like toys. <laughs> They're these tiny little things. Um, they don't really weigh anything. They look like toys. You know, you just piss around with them at home, um, but they can go really fast, and you can have a decent race with them. Um, and it was it was good that people were, you know, had the camaraderie and community spirit to like help people out, fix their drones with it and stuff. And they're all really running cool. twenty five milliwatt. Did you check all yeah. this, all that before? All yeah, yeah, we had a full check in desk where we did we went through the specs, made sure people's fail safes were working, they had the right frame size, prop size. Uh, BTX, all of that. So, saying like basically miniaturized version of the, uh, yeah. the finite five inch scene. That was the idea. Basically, you had to convince my wife that you were in a, a fit place to fly, and then she'd sign you in. <laughs> yeah, I think some of the uh, some of the pilots were glad they were later on in the day after the whoop house because they were <laughs> they were hanging a bit from a party the night before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. so, that was really cool. I'm, I'm very lucky. That very lucky that the good lady wife gets stuck in and uh, is a, a valued member of staff of FPV Racing Solutions. Yeah, I was very lucky. She was happy to uh, to step. Well, I don't know if happy is the right word. She agreed to step in and uh, do some of the uh, the technical check-in stuff. For us. We're very grateful to you, Sam. Thank you very much for helping. <laughs> um, is that north or south? What's what are we? What's the question? Uh, where it was located? It was located in Birmingham, right in the centre. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's also a little bit of a uh, uh, Birat saying he tried to sneak <laughs> a tiny trainer through the tech in, but unfortunately got disqualified because it didn't have LEDs. See, it should have LEDs on. LEDs make life better. Everybody knows this. <laughs> uh, worth Just, mentioning, actually, when you said the tiny trainer, we did. Um, as I say, I'm trying to like create this sort of like weekend sort of festival straight after christmas where you can bring your like stuff along have a go uh get it up and flying uh i, I spoke about like the drone soccer where you could just come along and just have a go on their stuff and they were happy to let people do that um we also had uh, demonstrations uh flying the drc boys so we had matt frost uh mm-hmm. matt in and uh mike brooks inferno fpv um all flying like cine whoops around so showing like what you can do uh, with bigger drones and that they can carry GoPros and stuff. And you can do a bit of like cinematic flying. So we had some of that going on, which was great in the breaks. 
Um, and then we also had Rory R.C. Tooley back. So he, like I said, he competed in the first third um, and came second. Uh, he, he's moved on and done mostly wing stuff since. So we said, oh, well, come along, you know, we'll, we'll give you a little, give you a little taster of it, try and whet your appetite, get you back into the whoops. Um, and he brought his um, foam wings along, which I don't know, they're like this sort of size uh, wings. Uh, and they, and he did like this incredible acrobatics. I don't know how he does it. Like I can I fly. I, I think I've seen him flying yeah. at shows. Yeah, he does a lot of shows and he competes out in like the Middle East and stuff. Yeah, He's an incredible well, definitely pilot. him then. Yeah, I've seen He's him do that stuff. Yeah, so we were very lucky to have him come along and uh, show us what he can do. Um, he stuck some he stuck some videos up on YouTube and stuff as well. Actually, maybe uh, my glamorous assistant can dig one out. Um, and uh, yeah, the the what he can do with a wing, I don't understand how you do it. Like, he he makes it do things that planes shouldn't do. Like it, they're just not. It's beyond belief. So we, we were lucky to have him back, and he was doing this incredible like six display, uh, showing off all the different crazy maneuvers he can do, um, which was great. So you know we had stuff you can get involved in, stuff you can watch. We had the uh, the main event, which was obviously the drone racing going on. We had uh, Millennium Point also host, like I say, Think Tank, which is the Birmingham Science Museum. They came out and did a like a workshop for kids or anyone who turned up where they could make little paper airplanes and little paper uh, helicopters and throw them off and have a little uh, learn a bit about flight, how which bits work best and which bits don't. So that was cool, get your hands on stuff. That sounds um, like a flight, the, flight test day weekend. Uh, it's, it's basically, yeah, I want to see if we can create this sort of like mini yeah. like weekend festival where people can come along and get their hands on something because yeah, people are so scared of like drones um, that we want to show like the safe, fun part of it. You know, you see these huge drones with like massive like knife-sized props spinning around and they make a terrible racket and they're just demonized by so many people that mm-hmm. actually people are afraid to even like look at them and like go anywhere near them. So I'm like, no, let's do something fun have loads of lights everywhere, loads of LEDs, stuff flying about all over the place, stuff you can get your hands on and just kind of get people into it and see yeah. if, you know, if it's something they enjoy or not. And if they do enjoy it, then they can get their hands on right there. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. And we had the, the BMFA boys as well. Brought yes, their, uh... that, was, that was it. Yes, Chris brought the BMFA simulators and uh, was getting people on that, having inexpensive crashes in, in a simulated environment. Um, so there was a, a few people get, getting their, their first taste of flying on that. That was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So people. Well, could... You haven't got to worry about the weather, have you, either? You just like, <laughs> they rain and snow. I don't care. Yeah, cool. doesn't matter if you're in a simulator or indoors. And that's why I like, personally, I, I love flying whoops. Um, my, I'm, I'm 100% convinced that the technology in these things is the cutting edge technology. Like you see the big, uh, the bigger drones and stuff, and they do some cool stuff. Um, but you have multiple boards and loads of space and a big cargo pack, like space to carry multiple cameras and head tilt, head tracking and all that sort of thing. Or you can go really long distance or, you know, there's a drone for everything. But actually... You just want to go really fast in the smallest form factor possible. That's what you want. One of those. One of whoop. You get everything on one board. Like that's height of technology in my eyes, anyway. Yeah. And we we call them toys and we race them. Just that helps us get past the health and safety guy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then one of the nice things about like you know the weather. We're indoors. We're in that great venue. But we also had the change of. Um, daylight as well because millennium point has a a massive glass roof um so as people were flying out into that huge atrium space in the daylight um that you know the feeling of it changed as it as it turned to nighttime yeah Um, so it it looked so cool and i'm I'm really like i set the uh rules that you had to have a minimum of two leds 
and they had to point like in opposing directions, so left and right, up and down, forward and backwards. I wasn't, I didn't mind. You know, I've got to set a a spec that people would come like build to, and uh, some of the like, you know, very <laughs> some of the like competitive racers, like they put the lightest weight, smallest ones, right, you know, where they could. But a lot of people went to town uh, and put loads of LEDs on, including uh, themselves. That is Tron vibes there. Who gave you those, sir? Uh, so the, the Latvians gave me their, yeah. their amazing glasses when we were in, in the restaurant afterwards. I'm like They were so cool. And uh, here you go. This is our present to you. You can have um, oh. a pair of these amazing Tron glasses. Uh, so yeah, cool. Very cool. The, the Latvians that came over, I hadn't heard anything from Latvians in the run-up to this. They just contacted me on, like, uh, Facebook Messenger and said, yeah, we want to come over. Uh, we think we have, like, four or five people. I was like, okay, great. Like, here's the here's the thing where you can buy tickets. Here's the dates. Like, this is where it is. Gave them a bit of a rundown. They're like, cool, okay. And within, you know, the, the same day, I'm pretty sure it was the same day, they bought the tickets and they were coming over. I was like, brilliant. I've never heard of these guys before. Brilliant. Another country to, you yes. know, to add to the international lineup and then when they showed up they all had matching like uniforms so oh, they had cool. a full-on like sports kit going on and oh, they had nice. these wicked glasses it looked so cool they were proper they were and really proper. they all did they all did a pilot intro video as well the whole country that attended did a pilot intro video wow. yeah <laughs> which was wicked so I was, yeah, I was super happy that they came. They were such yes. a bunch, such a cool yes. bunch of guys. Can you link us? Is it up anywhere? No, well, the, uh, yeah. Yes, I suppose. Well, I should probably ask them to put their own pilot videos up. I don't know how that would work. I suppose they submitted it to us. So we can show them if Serb wants to queue one up. If, um, if, you, if you're prepared to wade through the eight hours of live stream on one day <laughs> and, and six hours on the next, they all get played. Um, yeah. Like, um, in between heats. So that's the gentleman that gave me the glasses. But yeah, they yeah. they all had that same background, and um, yeah, the same they've, tops. They've all, they've all got the outfits. No, that was Stone. Yeah, I got Jury. That, yeah, yeah, Jury. He's the he like runs it. He organises the uh, the robo pilots in Latvia, um, and they like go in and out of schools, like teaching kids about. Um, how to fly with tiny whoops and stuff and doing demonstrations and having uh, competitions and stuff, which is really cool. So they were, um, they came over all together and just came to fly and they did really well. Like, I'm so glad that they came over Um, and they were super organized, super organized, super like well put together, all had like kit that all like matched is wicked. So we had, yeah, so we had Latvians over. We had, uh, the Italians were back which was great. So Team Blue Eyes was here last year. Team Blue Eyes was back this year uh, with the two Mateos and uh, their, I think it's wife or girlfriend, uh, Chiara. Chiara? Sorry if I butcher your name. Um, no way. They had, a, they had an immersion RC um, race control. Yeah, they're oh, really, really oh. cool. Um, the lap time. Yeah, they so we had uh, so we had those guys from Latvia. We had uh, six racers from um, six racers from Italy, uh, the Italian Dragons, um, and they they ran their own competition out in Italy to find out who would be coming to Birmingham International. How oh, nice! Um, and they had two two teams that ended up with the same uh, points at the end of it. So they said, okay, cool. Well, you can both come. And uh, some of you will have to be standby pilots and some of you can like race and we'll find out on the day uh, with a race of who is going to race. And by the time it got to the actual event, a few people had dropped out and it meant that every, all of the Italian guys could race, which was really good because obviously they all worked really hard to get there. Yeah. Um, So we got all of the, all of the Italians were racing, which was great. Um, They also did a, a, Video which will come up at some point. That's Berat. There he is. <laughs> Guy giving me crap in the chat. Oh, he's in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> this is Idrisil. This is one of the German pilots. So we had uh, four or five German pilots come this year, um, and they did really funny uh, intro videos. Um, they'll, I'm no doubt, they'll put it on YouTube somewhere, or, or we'll, we'll ask them to link them somewhere because uh, they were incredibly funny guys. Like the 
the stereotype of the serious German is just not true after interacting with these guys. They're absolute. They're so funny. <laughs> what was the what were the um, sort of ages of all these guys? Were they? Um, yeah, yeah, big range. Um, big how range. old? I can't remember. I think Archie was the youngest chap uh, who was there, and I think he's like 15, 14, something like that. Okay. 14, something like that. Joshy, King Joshy, um, who competed in Korea recently, is like 14 or 15, I think. Um, what is Idris still in the chat? I just missed out. You're talking about my race with Thornberry. Oh, it seems I won about one frame ahead. Ah, see, <laughs> precise German striking from YouTube. One frame. <laughs> um, uh, had so much fun. Thank you, Idrisil. We had really fun flying with you guys as well. <laughs> um, we, we hope you come back next year. It was really good uh, to see you and, and fly with you. Um, next year, I'm flying my track, right? Didn't do it last year. Didn't manage to fly my track this year. I'm flying my track next year, right? It's a thing. I'm just, I don't care if we're running late. I'm just going to say, right, you can all wait. I'm going to have one battery and I'm going to fly it, okay? It's twice now I've not managed it. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the PCB logo is all the same prop direction. Oh, Really, that might be my graphic artist getting it all, getting it wrong. Oh no! Did they copy and paste? Don't point that out on the live stream, people. Oh, come on, does it matter? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also um, all, all of the wiring on it is Bluetooth, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite well, an old logo. Now. I, did, I got that done yeah. in like 2018. It could probably stand for an update. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah, don't change it too much. Maybe just change nah, the direction. It still needs to be it still needs to be obnoxious green with BTW on it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, venue so, yeah. matched our colours as well. That was really cool. The A V oh, guy yeah. at the venue it like, was like, right, I'm gonna set you up some lights, I'm gonna do this. He's like, What colours do you want? It's like, well and I showed him all the logos and the artwork and stuff. I'm like, Yep, cool, I'm on it. And he just went off and did it and just set the whole venue up with all our colours on all the lighting. It was like but honestly the Millennium Point are a, are a proper premium. Well, yeah, they're a premium venue that cost a bit, but they were worth every penny because they were so good. Uh, honestly, cannot recommend them highly enough. But they are really good. Have you talked about going back to the same place next year? Yeah, so I think uh, we need to set up a debrief meeting with uh, the event coordinator there, Marie Claire. She was super helpful for the whole time dealing with our incessant like questions and coming back to us with all like the health and safety stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll have a debrief with her and it seems pretty likely we'll be back there next year. Particularly one of the main reasons for it is they let us do whatever we want, which is great. Yeah. You know, with it. But we had really good video. Like how many times did we go there, sir? Three or four. I think yeah. we, had, we, had, we had three test. Um, yeah events one was kind of more of an event it was like a one of our normal weekly whoop get togethers but we moved it to millennium point um and there there is a test live stream up there of it somewhere on on the channel and we got lots of pilots in the air and, and got them getting used to it and it got us a lot of good yeah. data on the timing and the, the the video stuff um and also it gave Mary Claire and, and the venue and their health and safety guys and that gave them a chance to see the drones flying around as well um, but the, the thing we've very quickly discovered with Marie Claire was if we took enough biscuits with us, um, yeah. we, could, we could get away with quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Bribery. That's what it's about. It's <laughs> isn't it? But we had, we had like, I think we had 10 pilots at that, at that weekly event, 10 pilots or so. And they had a range of like kit, you know, from the very basic sort of box goggles, um, and a standard Meteor 65 out of the box, um, all the way up to the most custom-built uh, Whoop with really nice external VTX and uh, rapid-fire like receiver. And <laughs> is that a UK 65? <laughs> oh my there God! Oh, put, here, here you go, sir. Sorry, <laughs> you need to dust that off, sir, because I haven't seen you fly a Whoop in so long. <laughs> oh, it is brushless. Okay, I thought we were looking at a brushed one. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got. Oh God, I don't it's even know where the, where the brushed one. 
<laughs> I'd love to build a brushless swoop. I need to get round to it. I think Guys, is you should come and join us. Honestly, you should point, come. I think you just buy them all done, don't you? Need what? Whoops. Yeah. What you you can do. You know, the best kind of starting platform for a race whoop, believe it or not, is the Mobula 6 still. Like, it's still one of the best places to start. Mm. Um, a lot of people prefer the beta FPV frames, or now they've released the Air, so that's a bit lighter. So it seems most people are running those frames. Um, and then, honestly, like, that's a pretty competitive whoop to start with. There are various things you can swap out and, like, make slightly lighter or if you prefer different vtx or stuff like that you can do that but honestly yeah. it's not that difficult to get you know to get started well, um, how much is a chip uh nowadays all up if you bought one a very time dependent question uh mm. i think you'd probably pick up a modular six for like 85 95 pounds um and i think that comes uh, yeah. with a couple of batteries as well um you know, this is why this is why I love them so much. Is they are super cheap. They yeah. bounce more often than they break. Yeah. Um, and you can absolutely rag them around at home without terrorizing any of your neighbors. Like there's no, <laughs> there's like I no mean, downside. Cats. All, you know. I'm I'm holding off until we get some good HD zero whoops because I I can't go back to analog. Hey, they exist. You've just seen the the track uh, yeah. the track camera that was with the Walksnail with one S whoop, but. Of bear ass. you know that video is properly good. Yeah, it looked good. It looked really good. Um, and yeah, that was one of the things. Ahead. So we we said in this event, it was a little bit of a tester because in five inch, it's not so much of a problem. You know, you have a couple of grams difference for an extra board for HD zero. You know, it's a it's a big it's a big video transmitting board as opposed to like the small analog ones a few grams on a big you know five inches doesn't make a difference but on a whoop that makes a massive amount of difference you're talking like 10 20 percent of the whole weight of the craft yeah um so it has a huge like performance difference in a whoop um but because it's a really big venue and because it's big and you know it's big steel box potentially video could be an issue with analog um some pilots decided to run HD zero, RC Maniac being one of them. Um, I think Mike was taken as another one who was running HD zero. A couple of them were. Mike was taken. Yeah, it's really good. Although Serb pronounces it slightly different. Uh, yeah, I my um, uh, lifetime garbled the name when I first put him in in five inch racing, um, and he became the Finnish legend. Uh, Mika was taken. Um, but, <laughs> He wasn't that keen on him, so I just called him. I called him Mika was tacking for for about a season, but I've let him off now. I've stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, it reminds me of Formula One. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, but a few people were running. A few people were running uh, HD zero, and the the weight penalty was would like outweigh having like good having like good video. Um, and people could choose to run 31 or 35 mil props, so that would help like uh, balance that out as well. So, you know, the the spec was like detailed. It was basically one S ducted 65 mil, and after that, you can have either HD zero analog, and that's it. You can go with whatever you want. And the idea was to be as open as you can to get as men like be as free and let people like experiment with what would work best mm. without being too restrictive. And I think it worked really well. Have you guys thought about going 2S or, or would it be too much for that venue? Would they like, let uh, you? I have some thoughts that have not yet been aired, but that will be that will be a, maybe for next year. We'll see. Yeah, because yeah, you can get some... Uh, get some bit, proper bit, diving bit, through those yeah. air gates, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some people flying 2S. You come along and do a uh, an on-scene... Uh, do an on-scene... Uh, episode oh, of Let's Go next year for us. Yeah. It join. would it would be it would be nice to actually have our logo on someone's sponsor list one day. Yeah, man, that'd be wicked. Just being, you know, <laughs> the, the artwork. I know. The trouble is, we uh, we we cuss a bit and stuff, but not <laughs> I, me personally. I don't feel like I am the best representation to the hobby. <laughs> Not that I should say that out loud, but sometimes I do wonder. 
Well, maybe um, next year we have you guys along as like some commentators, and you can pop in the box with Serb for a bit, do some commentating, yeah. do a bit of um, do a bit of let's drone out uh, podcast uh, off to one side, interview the people that are coming along. You know, like mm. the idea is to to try and present all sides of the hobby to the general public and show them what like what can be done and what's out there because you don't know what you don't know. And at the moment, everybody sees big, scary drones terrorizing people's flats or sticking sex toys on the outside of office buildings or, you know, doing naughty things. And I want to show you that it's not all about. We did have um, on both days uh, a pilot interview kind of drop-off point, um, which we really want to build on um, and, and do more with. So we get to talk to the pilots and hear about what's going on, what's going on in the pit. And... Um, it was basically a, a white wall with Matt stood there poking microphones in front of people. Um, and the next <laughs> event, we'd, we'd really love that to be an, a chilled area with a sofa and some, like, you know, guys like yourselves there ready to kind of, like, accept pilots. And we can throw over to the interview sofa. And make, it, it worked. It was nice. But it was a bit stark. Um, we can improve like, upon it. So I think it, worked, it worked really well. And I like to be able to you know, show, and me and Sarah both agree, like, if you can tell the story behind a pilot, which is part of the reason we did, like, the the self-introduction videos from the pilots, um, if you can get to know the pilots a bit more, you know, who's behind the sticks, who's piloting this craft, um, yeah. and how they felt about battling for that place, and who they were able to take or not take, you know, you can understand a bit more about where they're coming from and what their motivations are. Yeah, uh, yeah we've got... Um, you almost need a, a sort of sponsor backing board and uh one of those stand-up tables with some jenga yeah. and like it distracts the pilots enough that they're playing jenga to then have a casual conversation yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so we so we want to do maybe something like that in the future and uh get uh, get to interview people yeah. yeah we do we had a couple of really good interviews like say with the with the drone soccer guys with some of the guys who were here last year um you know, it was good to good to be able to chat with them. I think we can do more with that in the future and help yeah. people understand a bit more, like the people behind the sticks. So, who and they and are. That, that's a really standard thing we do. That view there. So that's giving you. Um, there are four pilot images on the page, and while they're plugging in and getting ready, you can see. You know, coming up is round nine. It's heat four of four. Mm. These are your four pilots. So. So when the commentator's going, oh, it's Carb, he's in the lead, there's GoPro Master right behind him, you've got this kind of, you've at least seen who they are. Yeah. And you guys know, I've, yeah. I've been doing this with the five-inch racing for, forever. Um, and then when they're actually flying, you get you get their little avatar, you get their logos in the corner. Sweet. So oh, you, cool. you, you start building those relationships, and we can actually talk about the pilots. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the, that's the plan. You know, we're, we're, we're growing each year, so... The first year we did this, it was literally me, a spreadsheet, and a couple of blokes in a pub flying around a few gates. The next year, it was still me and a spreadsheet and a timing puck. And it was a little bit more organized with, like, you know, in a, in a proper, like, venue, you know, where we weren't buzzing around people's heads. And um, we had a really good race. Um, and then I was like, okay, this is growing. People really like it. Let's bring Serb on board. And so it got bigger for last year. Uh, where we had so many more pilots, we organized groups, we had a live stream going, commentary, we really stepped up. And we learned a lot from that that meant this year is the biggest yet. And it has been, as I mean, I'm going to blow my own horn and say it was a complete success. Like it was, it was really good fun. I had a blast doing it. It, it sounded great. Fun. I mean, the fact that you had people coming over from different countries just, that's just brilliant, isn't it? So yeah. good. Yeah. That, oh, that keeps you awake the night before. Well, actually, oh, the, yeah. six, the six months before. Because, like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just d- doing a whoop race. And then you realize people are buying airplane tickets yeah. on, on, to, to come and take part in what you're doing. And they're booking hotels and mm. planning thousands of miles of journey. Like, yeah, exactly. okay, no, no pressure then, but we probably better get this right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there are, you know, and there's serious competition as well coming. It's not like, it's a few of your mates you met once while you're on holiday. Like, these guys are really quick. Like we were, we were the pro, the Italians. The Italians yeah. actually competed to see who would come and fly at our event. Well, yeah, like yeah. Matt's, not my event. Um, <laughs> our event. Yeah, like 
we're the prize? Like, mm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it's honestly, it's a massive honor that we would have so many different countries and so many people from different countries come so far to fly yeah. with us. Like, it really is an honor. Like, and that, and that's what makes us work really hard to make sure that it goes well. We want to make sure we're putting on a decent show. We want to make sure everyone's got a chance to do their best and really get like enough batteries through, understand the course. Like, it's clear which way you go. Um, you know, so that, I mean, we, in the final, in the elite class, we had one, two, three, four, five, six from the UK out of 16. You know, six people out of 16 from the UK. Well, the rest of them are from Germany, Latvia, Italy, Poland, um, you know, across across the uh, country, across the country. So, awesome. and these were our elite winners. Yes, we got the title back. We have Carb FPV, Daniel Carbis, sitting in first place from the UK, reclaiming the bird uh, elite top position for 2024, which is nice. Followed by Alexis, GoPro Master from Italy, um, in second place. Had, uh, and then in third place, we've got Adrian Stanek, Adik from Poland. So first was UK, second was Italy, third is Poland. Fourth is ALFPV um, of Team Blue Eyes, back again from Italy. Fifth was ReFPV from Latvia. Sixth was Nico, uh, Nicola Giorgetto from Italy. Seventh was Light Sail, our next UK pilot, uh, Bill Al Salad. Uh, he did really well. Oh my God, he flies so fast. He came to one of the test days. He's a quick guy. Um, so just go, like I've seen him fly regularly and he's quick. Carve also very quick. He, he won, but light sails fast and i see him fly regularly and to have people faster than him turn up from other countries and dominate is so impressive because light sail and king joshi uh in eighth both of them very very fast ad movie was here last year came ninth and along with dan carpy in 10th right so ad movie from poland dan carpy the uk dan carpy won in 2021 ad movie came second in 2023 oh hang on 20 22 and 23. Dan Cup goes first in 22. Ad movie second in 23. Um, they were limited by and how far they could get up our elite class by the final structure. And it was because they came uh, in the bottom two of their first heat. So like I say, every single, every single race counts. They were limited how high up the elite class they could get because they came in the bottom two. Um, and, you know, we had some good discussions about that in the pub afterwards, but it meant that people that were, you know, first, second, third last year and the years before were limited because there's the step up to make sure that they were in the top two going forwards. The step up was so high and people were pushing so hard right from the beginning that it made, it made a difference. Um, then we had Oscar Nova in 11th for Italy, JM, um, Juris Masaklis, Masalaklis. I'm sorry, Juris, so I'm getting your name absolutely butchered, but from Latvia, uh, the main guy organizing the Latvian team in 12th. Catastrophe uh, came to third last year. He was down in 13th again, getting um, getting a little bit uh, tied up down the lower order because of the finals format. And this is what I mean. Like We've got a whole new set of people now sitting at the top that these guys are going to want to chase next year. Uh, Mike FPV, Mike Agar from the UK, very quick guy. Glitch FPV, Max Groper from Germany in 15th, and Mr. E uh, from SGDC uh, lay down in 16th. Um, and that was our elite class. It was uh, incredible, incredible watching them fly because all of them were so fast. They all they all put in absolutely the best. I'm going to have to go and have a skim through your eight hours and have a look now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the racing is incredible. And it was so up close as well. That's like another of the really good things about Tiny Whip stuff is – you can stand next to the net because we've got a net up and they're going thum, 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 straight past you. It's like you get right into it. Whereas if you stood that close to a five inch, um, mm. you would be. In no, did you start out with um, like uh, whoops or were you like always uh, a, a big tiny whoop guy? Um, my first, uh, my first sort of thoughts about flight were when I was sitting in the car going to my grandma's 
um, going down the M4 for about three hours from London down to Bath. And you'd get to like the end near Bath, and you'd be going down like country roads. And I'd be sat there as like a six year old, bored to tears, like, this is so boring. Right? Just like, oh my God. And I would pretend I had sitting next to me, like in my head, this is going to make me sound crazy. I'd pretend I'd have like a little helicopter and I'd take it off out of the sunroof of the car and fly it around. And then it would like transform into a boat and it would go into like the river next to me and speed along there. And then it would jump out off like a thing and be in the car and it would go underneath our car and come up through a little trap door in the bottom. And that was the first sort of thing I was thinking about with like RC stuff. Um, but honestly, when I actually became an adult and had disposable income uh, and then started actually getting into it, it was straight into whoops. Um, you know, I've, I've been whoops through and through just because I'm convinced that being able to fly around at home and turn your whole mm. house into a racetrack is just so much fun that uh, I think everybody should be doing it. I do have a slightly bigger drone. It's not a five inch. It is a little... Uh, oh, let's go. A little uh, three inch. Uh, it's the gubbins of a GT uh, 349R diatone, uh, but I put it in an Armiton uh, HD tadpole frame. So I do have like a faster outdoor quad um, if I really want to go out and, you know, fly around outdoors, which I do occasionally. But um, I come back to whoops. I mean, I had a go with uh, Mike. Uh, I had to go with his 6S 5-inch, and I nearly, pardon my French, crap my pants, because it is so far. I don't know how you guys think quick enough to deal with that sort of thing, but it is so far. Just pointing in a direction, hope for the best, in the right I, tone. I was, I was so scared. Like I can fly acro, and I can do all right. I can get Because I, I came to one of Serb's uh, races in the summer, and I got my little 3-inch around his track, crashing multiple times. And I was, I was like, my heart was pumping. I was like, I can't, this is too much. This is too quick for me. Like, <laughs> if I crash this, I'm going to do damage. <laughs> like, I'm going to really screw it up. Um, and then people are doing that with five inches that absolutely jump. Those things move so fast. Yeah, quick. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how you guys think quickly enough to be able to do that. Unfortunately, that is all we've got time for. Uh, massive thank you and shout out to all our lovely patrons. Oh, before, before we go, I need to say thanks to the sponsors uh, for for the event because I mentioned our gold sponsor Happy Model and our silver sponsors Tiny Whip and Weebleed. I really appreciate you guys like jumping in and supplying like prizes and money towards the uh, to the prize fund. Thank you so much for that. Um, but I need to say thank you to all the other sponsors because again, like you guys put up such a good like support package that made all of this possible. So obviously we've got uh, Killer Quads and FPV Racing Solutions um, in the background helping me actually run the event uh, with Cerberus and the guys uh, at Killer Quads. Um, Millennium Point, we talk about a lot. The uh, the venue, they just let us do whatever we want. And uh, thank you to you guys. We will have chats about coming back next year. Derpy Hooves, um, putting together a special minifigure for one of the prizes. Um, and the BMFA for providing the... Uh, drone simulators down in the uh, in the atrium thank you guys appreciate that and then all of the um brands that put together like prizes so we've got vi-fi with their chargers cadex, cadex with the cameras and the uh, caps and things uh, hobby rc with their very generous uh, vouchers um, team black sheep as well an incredible voucher um, package for the prizes gem fan HQ prop, both supplying some incredible like props that every single pilot walked away with a little goodie bag full of like props and stickers and all sorts of stuff like that. Beta FPV, thank you so much. You guys have been there from the beginning, from the very first one when it was just me in a pub and a few guys flying around. Thank you for supporting uh, Birmingham International Race Day and Midlands 3D. You guys printed the trophies, um, and I really appreciate you guys getting involved as well. So I just want to say thank you to all of you guys out there on the stream because everybody should know that it's not. Like we put together the the event day, but without all these people in the background, I think I mixed missed out Fox here. Fox here needs a mention as well because they put together great prizes: the uh, the Nano uh, VTX and some uh, uh, lollipop antennas, which are my personal favourite, and have saved one of my whoops from dying. Because don't VTX forget Jesse from Tiny Whoop. Yeah. You and be here. Jesse as well. Yeah, I'm pushing that he will be back next year, um, and uh, yeah. 
So thank you guys, all of you guys, because uh, like I say, without you guys, you know, giving us the backup, uh, we couldn't do it. Uh, and my drone, my drone, oh my God, there's so many of them. My drone, Matt Lintz, uh, doing photography services with uh, drones in the Leicestershire area. Um, sorry, drone, I'm going on a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, I'd like to say thank you for all of those guys. Um, thank you to all our lovely patrons who help keep the show running. Andrew slash Frank, uh, that stops him from hurting us. Yeah, get uh, better soon. I hope you feel better, buddy. Uh, you've been joined by our guests, uh, Matt and Serb, and uh, my darling wife, Tony. Bonjour. And I'm in Brighton to life. Bye. Thank you. Good night. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Telemetry lost.